In his election night victory speech, John Key described David Farrar in 2014 as New Zealand's best pollster. And for the last 25 years, David's polling company, Courier Market Research, has been the trusted go-to for various prime ministers and leaders of the opposition to get the pulse of the nation uh, and what they're thinking. David is also a co-founder of the Taxpayers Union and my good friend, David, thanks for joining Taxpayer Talk. Good to be here. So the October Taxpayer Union Courier poll is now out. Um, it's obviously our second poll that we've, we've commissioned from you or we, we're jointly marketing, uh, exclusive to members and supporters of the Taxpayers Union. What are the results? Well, the results are, are good for one party specifically, which is ACT is up again. They're up to 17%, uh, which is, you know, phenomenally high for them. This was a party that used to be at 1% most of the time. Labor's down 1% to 45 National's up 2% to 23 And the Greens are down 4% uh, from 10 to 6 So it's a really good poll for ACT. Not that great for any of the others. Look, Nationals up two, that's good, but 23 is not a position you can form a government on. Labour should be pretty happy with 45, but you know, there's been a downward trend um, from when they were a high of you know, 48 earlier in the year, and the gap between the centre-right and centre-left is closing. They're still in a pretty good position, but they can't be too complacent. The ones who should really worry are the Greens. I think whenever COVID comes back into the news, people who like the government all go to Labour instead of the Greens. Because, you know, if you're a left-wing voter, why would you say, I want Greens rather than Labour? So, I mean, obviously last month's poll got a lot of media attention because the Nats were so low. What do you think the focus will be this time? I'm sure you've had the same, but we've had, I've had a number of journalists and even members of parliament from various parties texting me, asking when the poll's out or what the results are, trying to get, trying to get some clues. If you were advising a National Party or ACT Party or even Labour Party MPs, you know, you've sat in the room before advising Prime Ministers of, on internal polling like this. What would your message be? Well, look, message for National would be you can't remain in the low to mid-20s. Um, actually, even high 20s is not a good enough ambition. No matter how mathematically possible it might be with a three-way coalition, etc. I do not believe you're going to have New Zealanders accept a government that's led by a party that gets a result in the 20s. So National needs to be saying, how do we get to at least 30? Uh, part of that is also, how do we get some of our supporters back from ACT? And I don't think National can assume that they're just going to come back one day. I think ACT are making significant inroads in, in fact, they're slightly ahead of National in Auckland, which should be a big concern in rural New Zealand. And ACT's brand has changed from what it was six years ago, as has National. So the challenge for National is they need to restore their brand. And that comes down to discipline. You need to pick your two or three issues. You need to hammer on them relentlessly and convince people these are the issues that matter for the election and we're the better party on them. 
Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. The obviously in the in the full detailed polling report you do, it has both the gender breakdown, but also the breakdown between uh, metropolitan centres, urban centres, and rural vote. It seems to be that that we're act are doing sort of well at the at both ends, both the in Auckland, but also uh, in the rural communities, whereby nationals more focused than that sort of urban. Um, uh, provincial town type communities. What about preferred prime minister, David? Where are we on that? Um, there's a bit of change there. In fact, the one that caused me to laugh the most was he writes one op-ed and John Key is back at 2.3%, I think it is, in the preferred prime minister um, after being 0.1% the previous month. So I think it shows the power he still has. He's not in politics. He doesn't want to come back to politics. Uh, but he suddenly had, you know, 23 New Zealanders out of the thousand say he's their preferred prime minister. Um, you saw Judith come up slightly, um, but still obviously at quite a low level. You know, the, the exceptional one there again is David Seymour because you've never had a minor party leader above 10% in a preferred PM poll, unless the party they lead is what I call a personality cult party, which was the alliance with Jim Anderton or New Zealand First with Winston, because they're both parties that were about their creators. They founded them because they broke away from others. So for a minor party leader to be above 10% preferred PM um, is really quite exceptional. So just explain to me how this works. We had a, a few, um, it says a lot about the personality types of members of parliament. We had a f- two members of parliament approach us saying, why don't you include me in your preferred prime minister options? Just I- I- explain to us how that works, David. Yeah, well, this is what we call an unprompted question. Um, we don't say, here's your choice of people for prime minister. We just say, which politician would you most like to be prime minister? And, you know, we had last month, we had one person, a thousand named Sue Gray from the Outdoor New Zealand Party. (laughs) Um, To a degree, don't put too much weight on preferred PM. The Prime Minister of the day is almost always the preferred Prime Minister. It is partly a name recognition question and has partly a, you know, favourability question, but there's more specific questions you can ask on that. When I used to do more internal polling for parties, sometimes we would ask it as a direct question, which is out of these two politicians, the Prime Minister and the Leader of the Opposition, who is your preferred Prime Minister? And there you tend to get less undecided when you make a binary question, because effectively it is a choice between those two people. Uh, But the public polls tend to be unprompted because that way you find out interesting things like, yeah, who else is doing well? If you look on the national side, you know, people have talked about Chris Luxon and Simon Bridges. Uh, but, you know, Luxon's only at 2.3%. Bridges this month is at 0.4%. In fact, behind Chris Bishop on 06 um, That's a first-time so appearance that... for Chris Bishop, isn't it? What's that? That's a first-time appearance for Chris Bishop. 
I think he may have been at point one or point two the time before. Uh, okay. But th- that's, uh, I'm not sure I'd call it significant because it's still only six people out of a thousand. But I think it reflects that as the COVID spokesperson, he's been more high profile in the last two months. Uh, and especially the release of National's COVID plan, which not only got very good media attention, but Labour seems to now be um, endorsing and following, even though they quite nastily came out and said this will result in COVID by Christmas. And as you yourself commented on Twitter, it seems that Labour wants to beat that and have COVID out by Labour Day. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I don't mean... I said it in jest, obviously, and I, I don't mean to make like of what what will surely be a very tough um, months ahead for New Zealand. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is when the Labour Party was silly to make light of it like that, and it's um, it's very tempting, obviously, to go back in kind. So, with your full, obviously, we released the headline data to our um, one hundred forty-five thousand odd uh, registered supporters. But for our most generous donors and for um, for your polling company, your corporate clients, you obviously release a more full report. What are some of the things that you include in, in that? There's so much more interesting data in the full report uh, because this is what used to go to prime ministers, etc. One of them, which I think is so critical, is the loyalty where you cross-tab how people voted last time and how they're voting today. And without giving away too much of what's in the corporate report, that tells us something quite fascinating. The Greens are down, and their support's not going to act. It's going to Labour. Now, Labour's only gone down a wee bit, but actually they've lost quite a lot of support to National. People getting grumpy with the lockdowns, the wishy-washy, you know, we're an elimination, we're not. Labour have actually lost quite a bit of their support to National. But So, so you measure quite, this by asking who you voted last time and who you're voting this time to get that, a feeling right, of the around One in ten Labour voters from last time say they're now voting National, but they've picked up quite a bit from the Greens. In turn, though, Nationals picked up quite a bit of support from Labour, but they've lost a lot of support to ACT. This isn't normally the case, but as it happened this month, everyone's shuffled a bit to the right. Green voters have shuffled to Labour, Labour to National, and National to ACT, which is why, overall, the gap between the centre-left and centre-right closed by around 7%. No one party moved a a huge amount, but the overall impact was quite significant. Now, don't take too much into that as in, does this mean there's suddenly a change of government on the books? You've still got a good, I think, 12% gap between the centre-left and the centre-right. Other interesting thing, though, is, of course, New Zealand First is up to 3.6%. If they start to get around the 5% threshold again, and you assume that they're unlikely to go with Labour, then you do start getting a more close race. The other thing which I find fascinating in the full report is the favourability of different politicians, because preferred PM is a very superficial one, but favourability is about do you like them or dislike them? Because it's hard for people to vote for someone they don't like. It doesn't mean they'll vote for them, but if they don't like them, it means it's very unlikely they will. 
And what we've done this month is not just done the party leaders, but we've started to throw in some other politicians to see how they compare to their party leaders. We put in Chris Hipkins and Grant Robertson, and one of them's actually got lower unfavourables than Jacinda. Uh, you'll have to find out to subscribe which one. And on the <laughs> I need Greens, to turn to that. I'm madly trying to find that page now. <laughs> uh, and on the Greens, we put Chloe in, and I was this quite This is Chloe's, um, uh, Swarbrick. Yes. Her approvals or favourability is two to three times higher than her two co-leaders. And how often do you have a backbencher, second-term MP, who's got two to three times the favourability rating um, of the co Now, she's also got quite high unfavourables because minor party politicians tend to be polarising. But I found that interesting. We plan to keep doing that each month, is we'll stick in a few names of people who aren't party leaders but might be fairly well-known um, to see how they compare to the party leaders. Yeah, I mean, you, you often talk to us about that don't put too much on any one particular poll. It's the trend that's more important. I did think it, um, obviously, the context of this is that uh, the Tabot uh, Mills uh, polling company that does work for the Labour Party and also a similar poll um, for their corporate clients um, were polling, we now know, the week prior to, in fact, th- their last day of polling was the 5th of October, which was the first day of this um, of of your company starting this poll, and the results are pretty consistent. You can draw a, a pretty much a flat line between our last poll, theirs the w- a week in between, and this new poll. Is that enough now to start saying there is a, a, at least a bit of a trend from you know nineteen point gap to twelve point gap between the centre left and centre right? Are you starting to get more confident now that that's um, that 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 there's something in that? Yeah, look, I think there definitely has been a tightening, uh, as you say. We we saw that in the uh, the Talbot Malls poll, and what's going to be fascinating for me is the next poll, which will be November for us, because if Auckland's still in lockdown and Northland and possibly Waikato, what's that going to have done? Talking of the Talbot Polls Mill, because they, like us, also ask this question, if you really want a dramatic trend, it's called country direction. This is asked all around the world in every country. and This is right or wrong. Do you think country is going the right or the wrong direction? Yeah, it's fundamental how happy are you with the way the country's going. And very few countries have a positive rating. In the US, it's minus 30. In the UK and Canada, it's around minus 20. So we are positive. At the moment, it's plus 15. And so it's a lot better than most countries. But in February, it was plus 50. 70% 70% right, 21 wrong. Now it's 51 to 36. So that shows there has been a quite dramatic change in mood. And all my years of polling say this tends to be a couple of months ahead of party vote changes. So if you see that go negative, then you expect to see the government in trouble. So things have got a lot more gloomy but still overall positive on the country direction. Things have tightened up on the party vote. But 
plus 15 is still pretty good. Uh, yeah, so if, yeah, again, November will be interesting to see where their hands up. David, thank you very much for your uh, your insights. It's um, it's wonderful to have someone of your expertise uh, within the organisation and um, being uh, willing to do this for us. If you are a represent a corporate and would like to explore options with David, um, do contact David at david at uh, Or if you'd like to get a, a hold of the Taxpayers Union full polling report and you're a supporter of the Taxpayers Union, please consider joining our Taxpayer Caucus at www.taxpayers.org.nz forward slash join underscore caucus. David, thanks again for joining Taxpayer Talk. Thanks, Jordan.